Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Words that have not been said for almost, well, more than a month, I believe. It's the Custard TV podcast. Yes, all three of us are here, and I can say that at least one third of the podcast team is in their pajamas. What? I mean, my pajamas. <laughs> it is. Well, is it you? Well, it's not me. I'm my wearing pants are obviously on. No, uh, no. no, it's not me. Ten past six, that's a new record. I'm in my Gary Show onesie. That's what made me ill in the first place, if you remember. <laughs> I shouldn't right, say um, those pictures. Firstly, thank you so much to everybody on Twitter who's been uh, badgering us in the politest of ways to basically get our acts together and try and get together and do this. It means a lot that you It's that mainly you, you, to be fair. It's mainly yeah. It's mainly your fault. Me and Gary did do one a few weeks ago. Three weeks yeah, ago. but uh, the the report was that it was below par. That was the report. Um, <laughs> was that a report by a one Luke Custard? <laughs> no, I was too I was too ill to comment. But do you uh, mean, do you mean me and Matt did a podcast and you didn't even bother listening to it? I did listen to it because I had to oh. edit forty five minutes out of the hour. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> okay. So uh, if. I actually, I'm going to say this that I always say on the podcast. If you haven't heard this podcast before, and there's a great chance that you haven't, because you may have just discovered the website in the last couple of weeks while we've or been thanks about that, to get or together. thanks to that article that. Yeah, I want to give a quick shout out to Chris Dickens, who, off his own bat, completely without any asking, wrote a very kind and nice and complimentary article on his website about ours. It means an awful lot because... Where, where, uh, where we, can I find uh, his website? I will link you to it um, through a message I sent to Matt the other day. I'll link you to it. You can read it. No mention of Gary, but, you know, ah. there's still Well, then, in time. that case, then don't bother. No, I will, just because it's a nice thing that he did. Uh, but, yeah, thank you very much. And also, hello to podcast stalker Jordan Lee Gallagher as well who will be very happy not only that we're doing this but also that his name is on the, have you ever have, you, either, have either of you two ever had your names read out on telly or the radio yeah in your life oh, well yeah. of course you with doing Ian Lee what about you Gary uh, Matt rather I've forgotten I've forgotten which has which been so long it, it, yeah, Matt's no, the I've northern one couple, yeah no I've had a couple of uh, 
things read out and things like that. Yeah, it's like you sound almost the, like you don't want to talk about it. You're already. Right, just... um, Whereas I'm very happy it. to talk about it. Yeah, no, and well. Yeah. On something else as well. I'm trying to remember, okay? It's almost day. as if. It's almost Chat, as if your life isn't as empty as ours and it hasn't <laughs> stayed with you. That's what it what comes to. You mean almost as, as if? <laughs> almost as <laughs> if! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on 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 live television, but at three o'clock in the morning on the Channel Five American Football Show, that was about it. <laughs> but it was live television. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay, if you never heard the podcast before, we talk about what Gary watches at three in the morning, and then we move on and we talk about Maybe, the best and the worst. Yeah, what? never best... heard of it, Matt. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, wrote it in an email. Okay, uh, we talk about the best and the worst on the box, all the latest TV news, previews and reviews. It's basically an audio version of what you can find online at thecustardtv.com. It's basically thecustardtv.com with a northern accent and a tiny bit of humour. Um, Is that Gary? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the humour. <laughs> oh, heaven help us. Also, if you've never heard the podcast before... There's going to be a song at the end. Oh, yes. Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Do you know what? It's, we're only four minutes in. I'm already keen to rush through it to skip to the end. Okay, <laughs> can uh, I, can first I off... A, can I have a kind of like a genre to go for? Because I've got no ideas. Jazz. <laughs> um... Really? <laughs> All right, okay. No, challenge Number. accepted. No, no, challenge... Sorry... <laughs> uh, Challenge accepted, jazz. <laughs> okay, doing the news line is anyway for a minute. Okay, um, right, uh, a couple of bit of news then. Well, we've got a lot of news, as you can imagine, we've been gone a while, so the news doth build up, doth it? Doth indeed. It doth. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, here we go. Um, head of BBC Three. <laughs> I love how this is written on the script. Zai Bennett is to leave the channel before it heads online next year. He's heading to Sky Atlantic. Um, but the reason I was laughing is because in brackets it says Zai Bennett's BBC Three head, which just makes me laugh for some reason. Um, but is it still def- is it definitely moving online? Because the BBC Trust have yet no, to, to. It is moving online, yes, and Zai is moving to Sky because, Atlantic. Just... Because it's moving online. Yes, I, the thing I read said that he was very upset about the, yeah. the well, move be, to online. You? Oh, you would be, yeah. If you if you're as into t- uh, presumably people who work in TV are as into telly as we are, so oh. they want to be working in television. They don't he's, want to be. He seemed to be. Uh, some of the people that you sort of see interviewed about TV don't seem to be. No, they're know. not as. Yeah, no, they're not but as passionate. I, he are they? he genuinely seemed to be someone who was passionate about what he did and what his channel stood for. So um, now all read- of a sudden he's working on an online... It's not the yeah, same thing. Reading, his, reading like the interview he gave, uh, was it a BAFTA, where he said, you know, we're going to have to scale back on what we can produce when we move online and stuff like that. It's, it's, he sounded fairly dejected about, you know, what what the future held, because he wanted well, to... I, think- sorry, go I- on. Well, no, but the thing is, is that you're saying all of that. Yet, Sky Atlantic is a dig- is is a Sky subscriber only pro- channel. It's not like a move upwards. It's like a move sideways. But I think less people are going to have access to yeah, Sky Atlantic still, than BBC Sky Three Online. St- he still has the sort of the budget to play pay uh, play with, and you've got 
you know, they are doing new commissions like the um, Penny Dreadful that's coming up. Like, is Mr. Sloan, is that on Sky Atlantic? That is on Sky Atlantic, yeah. yeah. I know they had hit and miss as well, yeah. I mean, yeah. they have done their own things, but less people can get Sky Atlantic than BBC Three. Even yeah, that's, if it goes online. that's true, but I think the point uh, Luke was making and I was making was that um, it's still a channel, you know, it's still a physical TV channel and he's still mm-hmm. able to make more decisions than he would be uh, moves online. You know, he's, he, you know, Sky Atlantic, I'm assuming, one of the decisions they make is what yeah, imports to, to buy and also, as I said, you know, they're commissioning new stuff. The Alan Partridge stuff as well, obviously, is on, on Sky Atlantic, so... Um, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad move. I just don't no. necessarily feel like if you're if you're saying that you're passionate about what your TV channel outputs and and, and reaching a big audience, then I don't think he's really. Made I don't think it's necessarily. Not, I don't think it's audience. Audience. I don't think it's audience. It's not. No, audience. no, no. It's, it is. It is TV, and I think I think Sky Atlantic is a channel that definitely you know cares about what they put on and cares about so, for the majority of it anyway. I mean, they have sure. a odd you know clanger here and there but what channel doesn't um but yeah i think it, it is a move that that makes sense and, and you've got to wonder now you know what's bbc3 gonna do who's gonna do do we know who's moving over to no we don't which is, basi- I, which is basically feel, a sinking ship at this point i feel bad because on the you know looking internally it's a sinking ship but at the moment they've or recently at least they've had some really strong documentaries mm. on the channel that I don't think we've done a very good job of shouting about as we've been away but well, yeah, there has been some some really Chris good Dying stuff to on. Live was was one of my favourites so I thought that was and just the, outstanding the whole crime season with the inside uh, life and death rose uh, three part of that was and, uh, really I enjoyed stuff. the second Fucking... series of the call center as well really so Really? Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, I do. I, do, I think. I think they. I think they've done a good job there. Okay. Um, really? but, yeah. Sounded like I, you were. Pro- did like Matt was promoting another channel then with his. I think. Really. The, you know, they still haven't made the the definitive decision, have they? Though. Because... I believe they have. Yeah, I believe we did a podcast on it, Matt. No, 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 no. But it still has <laughs> to go to the BBC. It still has to go to the BBC Trust, like it did with with when Radio Six Music was going to be. Yeah. Happy. That and that eventually went to the BBC Three Trust. And I don't think that's happened to BBC Three yet. I don't think that has actively happened yet. It hasn't. The final decision is yet to be made on whether it definitively moves online. Can I? Can I? I just need to pop in and say that I think. Don't pop in. The decision by iPlayer to change their policy that shows are being made available for thirty days. Mm. I think, to me, is a fairly good sign that that BBC Three move is yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. They're building in the building blocks of saying we're going to keep things for a month. Therefore, we've got chances to promote on the other channels what is on the BBC Three online model. We're going to put pop-up adverts for BBC Three shows if you go on iPlayer. Therefore, I think, I, although I agree with you, Matt, a final decision mm. hasn't it hasn't, been made. It hasn't actually been made as of yet. No. I would just say. I, I'm not saying that it won't. I'm just saying that the decision has. And to be fair, to why be would this? Why would the, the other thing as well as I think this guy leaving is a fairly big sign. Yeah, yeah. No, I would agree with that. I'm just, you know, just just saying is all. No, that's that fine. It hasn't. It hasn't definitely. Okay, so that's today's Custard TV podcast. If you like. Yeah, thanks very much for listening. Uh, the song is on. <laughs> Time for jazz. <laughs> Summertime. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah. Um, some new. 
some news that you will probably all be familiar with at this point because, as I say, m- news doth build up. You don't have to say that way. before you say every news item, Luke. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> okay, uh, Bruce, Bruce Forsyth, or sorry, Sir Bruce Forsyth, is to leave the Strictly Live shows. I think he's... I think he's alright to leave. I don't think people will be devastated by this. Do you think this. you should send in that audition you did on the podcast like a year or so Well, ago. I put my hip out since then. Uh, so, uh, we're probably... If he's retiring, I probably... Yeah. Uh, and also, as you will know by now, as news doth built up uh, when you're away, as it doth, uh, Kylie is leaving The Voice as well. Not because she wants to, apparently, but because it's going to clash with her tour. She still sings and doth music, What apparently. I What, what I um, said to you um, is that they, <laughs> they have now announced that they're doing another two uh, series of The Voice UK. And what I yeah. thought was maybe because they've announced a fifth series as well as the fourth, Kylie might be coming back. You know, she said, yeah. I can't do the next series because of my touring commitments and everything. But they said, you know, if we, d- if we decide to do another one, would you come back? Because that's what they do in the, in the States. They have, like, um, a revolving... Two judges sort of come back and forth every series, don't they? They have yeah. Shakira and Usher and Christina Aguilera and CeeLo Green, I believe. Yeah. That's right. Um, in in Australia, enough... It, it, it must be hard because they must have to reinforce the chair that CeeLo sits in. Although actually, CeeLo has actually left it now and has been replaced by Pharrell, the much slimmer Pharrell Williams. Yeah, but they've got a, a bigger hat budget on the show yeah, than they yeah, did. Yeah. There is some very interesting stuff about the Australian Voice where Kylie. I bet there is isn't. Doing a series of that. <laughs> yeah, and Kylie, also, Kylie and Will I Am are replacing yeah. Delta Budrum and Seal on the. Uh, Does this album. mean that Will I Am will leave the British one? We can only hope. And pro. Yeah, he was a bit annoying. Um, and Bru- who do we think Bruce might be replaced by? Anton Dubeck, I think the smart money. Oh. A lot of people are saying Graham Norton. I just don't Graham think Norton. that would work. I personally I uh, think that Paul O'Grady would be a good fit, but that's maybe just me. Uh, yeah. Claudia Winkleman. No! We do not say the word, the, her name do on this podcast. Do you think they have two women? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, think no. they will. I think they ladies need someone on, I don't think the, there should be ladies on telly. What's I, I that all about? I think they need someone who has the, the chemistry with, te- you know, like a man and a woman team. I so think not Vernon well, then, 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 yeah, na- then I'll give you the name of the person of chemistry with Tess, her husband. We just said I just that. said not Vernon <laughs> Kay. Uh, well, unless, he, unless he's allowed to text during the dances. Easy now. Um, easy now. But that, um, they did that on Gogglebox, didn't they? They said maybe yeah. she'll try and... Shush, uh, Matt. People it. might not have seen that. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Colin Morgan, who I believe was in Merlin. As Merlin. I so know my stuff. Uh, he's joining this, uh, the second series of the Gillian Anderson crime drama, The Fool. That's filming now in Ireland, which is... Nice. I believe he's going. He's he's playing a police officer, and he's going to be in the latter three episodes of the series. Interesting. Uh, everyone and their dog. Oh, is asking now that Peter Capaldi's uh, doing Doctor Who. Who's going to play his sort of role in the Musketeers? People have had sleepless nights, and henceforth the BBC have had to announce that Mark Warren of Hustle and Mad Dogs and The Vice 
is uh, is going to join the Musketeers, not to play Capaldi's part, but to sort of play mm. a new villain that the Musketeers take on. Did Instead of Cardinal of us... Richelieu, he'll play Cardinal did... Richelite. Did any... That's the humour bit. The little humour, yes. Um, sorry, go on. Did any, of, did any of us stick with this? No. No. Right. <laughs> but I think I, I. I mean, I think people. It was mainly because I didn't have the time. But I think it was perfectly good at what it was. I think it was a good sort of, you know, action uh, series. I don't know whether Sunday was the best place for it. Whether well, that Saturday was my thing. Was Do you think it will move around the schedule? I don't next think year? so. I think enough people. It had decent figures throughout, didn't it, on that slot? So I yeah. don't think they're going to tinker with the. You never know with the BBC, though, so never say never. They're right tinkers, aren't they? Yeah, They're real but I, tinkers. Think, I think it's good that they've put a strong actor into the villain role, you know. I think you're a big fan of Mark Warren, aren't you? I am a big fan of Mark Warren, yes. I do like him a lot. Okay, some new shows that you might be interested in. Um, Taboo, which is a new drama starring Tom Hardy and produced by Ridley Scott, is coming to BBC Two. Glue is a new E4 drama focusing on a small town from writer Jack Thorne, who we are big supporters of I'm looking of here. forward to that one. Uh, Jack Thorne, who did The Fades, famously, and also worked on Skin. He did some of the Skins episodes, didn't he, from the you know the last ones he did last year. But the Skins has only been... I wasn't a big fan of Skins, but it's only been gone to, mm. you know, for, for a short time, and I sort of think... E4 needs something to yeah. fill that void. But they really do you do. do you agree that um, he he was involved, wasn't he, in those last few episodes last yeah. year? I, I think and I remember. They were really strong. Yeah, doing the Effie ones last year. I really enjoyed um, those. The only thing about this that might be a bit negative is the um, the appearance of one of Rizzle Kicks among the main cast. Well, as oh, long as yeah. one of them does the hump, as long as one of them does the hump, then uh, I've got the hump. Well, yeah, but you're older than both of us okay, put together. Enough, yeah, um, yeah. BBC Two have announced a new two-parter starring Katie Lung of the Harry Potter films and recent Channel Four drama Run. She'll play a Chinese Run. girl who's. That's what I said. Uh, she'll play a recent uh, Chinese girl who is forced to return to her hometown. And you I did an interview did. with her for that. Didn't I you? did. She was lovely. She was yeah. lovely. I, and I like to think that that interview has spurred her career on slightly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And those Harry Potter films film. did nothing for yeah, them. Yeah, I can't believe... <laughs> I'd imagine a handful of people saw that. <laughs> um, right, That's and it. also, um, Grandchester is a new ITV period crime drama uh, starring Robson Green. It's not, and BBC unfortunately, it's not a series about Ross Kemp journeying around Chester. No? Moving on. Uh, BBC Four. <laughs> they are going to purchase Australian thriller The Code. I bet George and Gallagher love that gag. Okay, um, some surprises. Lucy Lawless and... is in that. Sorry. <laughs> She's going to Xena Warrior Princess. She's going to shout Xena at me on the podcast. Okay, um, some surprising Zena. returns. <laughs> some surprising returns and some not so surprising returns. We'll, we'll whiz through them. Uh, BBC One have announced they are sticking with Slow Burner Boarfest Shetland. <laughs> it is, it, it is what, getting what, a. Th what will happen if Scotland uh, gains independence oh. in the meantime? It'll be shown on BBC Scotland only. Al is that BBC <laughs> Alba? Yeah. Well, the <laughs> doesn't know it's ours from its Alba. Is that Idris Alba? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is getting six more episodes. 
I just don't know why this has happened. Right. I really... Six more opportunities for you to catch up on your sleep, Luke. Um, <laughs> it's but, just uh, I don't know. I believe Maybe... as well that they've run out of books. That this is this is based on the same. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The book's by the same author who writes uh, Vera. The same author? Yeah, it author is. Who writes Vera. But there was only four books, and I believe they've adapted all four now. So they're basically making it up. This is weird. I like the pilot. <laughs> I, think, was on I last... think the books were made up as well, Matt, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think somebody. I don't wrote think it them. was a real story. <laughs> you do know that a lot of television isn't real, don't you? And uh, I do now. Yeah, so Shetland will be coming back. It's one of those weird things where it's on BBC One, but made by ITV. Bizarre. Mm. Okay, so the Royal that, Family, um, wasn't it? Wasn't that one? Yeah, yeah and the street me. that Jimmy McGovern did all those. And years University ago. Challenge. That. And now we right? will die. Okay. Uh, Line of Duty, which we are far more excited about, <laughs> will return for a third and, and this is precedented to the BBC, uh, especially BBC Two, a third and a fourth series. Um, and that is good because that means that whatever happens in that third series, we're going to have one hell of a, uh, a cliffhanger, I would mm. imagine. To, to, to me, I think this is good four. because I think you're right. It means that Series 3 doesn't have to conclude anything because we know we're going to get Series 4, therefore they can really build it up. Mm. They? I mean, this was what was wrong have with... Have you, you know, watched the, series... the last episode? No, yet, say nothing. <sighs> say nothing. Okay, so that's They'll exciting. They all die. A confu- well, it wouldn't surprise me. A confusing one is the return of... Of the wrong man's yeah, from Matthew Baddington and James Corden. Why? But I've got faith in them, but I'm sceptical, is the best way of putting mm-hmm. that. They're also uh, up for a ba- BAFTA as well, yeah, but it, that's deserved. Very happy to announce that BBC Three on telly is mm. uh, going to bring back Our War, which is one of their standout documentary Indeed. strands. I just think it's brilliant. Uh, is we're only going to get two episodes as opposed to the three we normally oh, okay. get. But two rather than three is, is, is fine. Two rather um, than none is, is good. Well, two rather than none is fine. Um, Mr. Witcher for ITV, because we need more historical crime drama. Uh, that's <laughs> coming back for two more uh, series. And uh, we loved Educating Essex and Educating Yorkshire. Well, we can now happy to announce Educating Walthamstow is coming as well this autumn. Uh, presumably will be just as in love with this. I mean, I don't know what they'd have to do for us to dislike 
educating all of them. Still. All really of these 17 would have to be teaching at education. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, that sounds, sounds more like something that The lead singer must be doing road safety, mustn't he? Because he's the one that run himself over. Yeah. Yes, but to be fair, he was eating a potato. He did have good years. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones, a tiny show that you may have passed Yeah, yeah, this, this I've it's, not heard uh, of before. <laughs> it's got, that's got a fifth and sixth series. But, it's so um, interesting. Has it, it's going to get to the point soon where, because George R. R. Martin has still got yeah. two or three of the books to write, I well, believe. Well, I, I think what we'll do. Is, I was talking to a friend of mine who, who reads the books. No, I don't believe, you've lost me, I don't believe you. And 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 he said that you know I think I heard this story at the screening as well that the showrunners had to actually go to his house George R R Martin um, he has actually got a house and a house next door to his house where he writes um, yeah we all need oddly. that we all need it like Gary lives, lives in I've house. got a house and a house <laughs> next door that I do the podcast in um, oh but, right uh, but. They basically went to him and went, yeah, uh, George, can you sort of uh, hurry up and, and write some more books so we can... Well, I'll tell you what like, we could do. <laughs> if, it sto- if it puts less pressure on George, um, as the Vera and Shetland woman hasn't written anything and they're just carrying on, have her write Series 6, for example, of Game of Thrones. So, so uh, Peter Dinklage... Oh, Dink- you two completely ruined would... the legitimacy of this podcast. Man, I just bring you back in. And say that the series that you're on at the moment is not even the end of book three. Okay? So we have three more books of which are written to go through. And they are big. They are two series each. So you're fine. Don't worry. I am just saying what they said at the screening and what a friend of mine who said the... (laughs) So the the cast and and crew of the show are wrong. And you're right. They're actors. What do they know about books? I feel like okay. the You're slightly right, but to be honest, also one of the... <laughs> I was doing it for magic effect. Some of the things are that they are they are making out. There are now major differences between, between the book and the series. Um, they have started to do things out of sequence. Another thing they brought oh. up at the screening was that, that was um, so funny. Una Chaplin's uh, character didn't actually die in the books in, at the so? Red Wedding. She did actually exist in the books, I think. She did exist in the books, but she'd already... She'd moved... She'd <coughs> sort of left to go back Oh, to right. She wasn't actually okay. at the Red Wedding. At the Red right. Wedding. Okay, okay. carry on. Uh, Michael McIntyre's chat show, which I, I know people are sceptical of, but I've really enjoyed it, actually. Uh, that's coming back for a second series. Not next year, but in the autumn. And I just hope that they move it around the schedule a bit, because I don't think Monday night is best place for it and the Americans series 3 is happening as well now this is only happening officially on FX not on ITV but I would assume ITV would buy it however what are ITV doing with the Americans why do we have to have why do we have to have a law and order repeat and then the it makes no sense to I me. I don't think but it just I just think they should put it one night at 9 o'clock on ITV4 and have done with it oh uh, yeah I agree because everyone's got like Freeview Digital now, so there's no, you know, it's rather that than moving it around the main. It's well, on the ITV, ITV three and four have completely lost their identity. Nobody knows what they're about. 
and and I doubt many people watch them. Well, I think I thought ITV three was like uh, you know a bit UK goldie crime drama. ITV it crime is, yeah, drama. It it's is supposed to be, and but ITV I don't think four is like the blokey channel. You know, they have sports on there, they have like action films. But I don't think ITV <laughs> have done a good job at, in say like Channel Four have with E four and More Four, and the BBC have done with BBC three and BBC four in explaining really what those channels are about. And by supporting them by putting sh- good new shows on. There's just, nothing new on ITV 3 and 4. Just quickly going back to the point you made, Luke, about Michael McIntyre. Um, would you say maybe Saturday night would be a good place for this? I would love to see it there. I would with, love to see like, it. With a, sort of a one-two, a one-two with the, you know, that and the guest list together, I think, could sort of I work. I think it'd be work brilliantly. And also, also what, if the, they, what if they decide that Graham Norton's going to do Strictly if he gets the Friday night slot? Well, that hmm. would be something. Well, Graham I Norton mean... did start on that Monday night slot where Michael McIntyre is now. And yeah, I somebody guess said that to me time. recently. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the American Series 3, I, th- I think what annoys me when people, when ITV specifically have bought this show and then they just think, well, we hmm. bought it, we spent money on it, so we'll just stick it after a law and order repeat. It just I don't, I don't know why. There's, there's many there's many um, American TV fans that still haven't given forgiven ITV for uh, that exactly for other things that they've done. I mean, they completely ruined Dexter. Dexter. They completely ruined the X Files spin-off that the Millennium. Um, you know, they bought that program not really knowing it was a serial killer of the week, and they put it on at nine o'clock on a Sunday, and it tanked because basically it's too dark for that time of. It's, it's yeah, too dark at the yeah, they'd yeah. rather have Vera on at that time. At least you know where you are with Brenda Blessing. Yes. Uh, and we, we often don't have a load of these to talk about, but some, some cancellations or some excitations, if you will. Yeah. Um, You're giving me excitations. Yes, I do. Yes. Um, the cancellation of... <laughs> <laughs> Waterloo Road, uh, BBC One's long-running school drama, which has been through so many sco- uh, teachers and moved countries over the course of its 10-year lifespan on BBC One, will be coming to the end, not the, this yeah. year, but next. Um, yeah. so, Maybe it's yeah. the Scottish independence, they're worried yeah. that they won't be able to get they don't out. Want, they don't want to be stuck with it. Yeah. I ought to post this podcast rather quickly, because it's already turning rather topical. Um, with two mentions of Scottish independence already. Um, Hebburn, the um, Geordie sitcom uh, starring Chris Mamsey, that's no longer going to be on BBC Two because they don't want any more. A third series, I think, Chris Mamsey had hinted was going to happen, but no, Mm. BBC Two have put them their kibosh on it. However, oddly, that and BBC Three comedy Pramface are going to be on gold in May. How yeah. old does that make you feel, that those two shows are going to be on gold? Wow. I think though gold is now sort of the, uh, you know, BBC comedy, not just sort of old programmes like it used to well, be back it, in the day. Isn't Go it on now Laugh called, Daily. Isn't it now called G.O.L. Yeah. Go on Laugh Daily, that's, the, that's what yeah. the acronym oh, is. Do you know what? I never knew that. And also ITV <laughs> um, have announced this oh, week. Oh, sorry. I was just going to Go say on. quickly on Heaven. Um, that, I mean, I was I really enjoyed this series. Um, but uh, I, I was just thinking when it was axed, what, if there was enough scope to do a third series, you know, w- would it have just been a bit, you know, going through the motions? I mean, I really enjoyed the, the two series that they did. And I think anything more may have spoiled it. It might have been getting into that territory. Sort of ending on a high. 
Anyway. And finally, do, do, you think, act- do you think as well, when Vic Reeves found out that he got that role, do you think he went home to his wife Nancy and went, Nancy, I'm in heaven? No. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, um, I can't believe they've recommissioned House of Fools and, and got rid of heaven. That's all I'm saying. And the Bloodsea Circle, ITV's other historical crime drama, uh, is going... Um, no official word on this, but it seems to be floating around the internet, and it's one that I won't be sad to see go. Uh, that is it for TV news as it stands at the moment. However, folks, hold on to them hollyhocks. I'm never sure where the hollyhocks are, but... Hollyhocks, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> so it's on Channel 4. <laughs> okay, uh, news done, previews to come, but reviews now, uh, which I will hand over to eeny, meeny, miny, Matt, as he's going to talk about Britain's Got Thank Talent. Britain's Got that, Talent. I, I just need to pop to the loo, so I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's going to rehearse for the for the end of the show. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to warm up the voice. <laughs> oh, no. That sounds so wrong, doesn't it? So, yeah, so Britain's Got Talent <laughs> returned on, on Saturday night to the uh, biggest TV audience of the year so far. Um, we saw on this first show the return of all four judges, uh, Simon Cowell, David Williams, Amanda Holden, and the other one, Alicia Dixon. Oh, the uh, other one. <laughs> I actually attended the screening of this, um, where we were left uh, waiting for a good half an hour before the stars of the show decided to deign, deign us with their presence. I think... Uh, is, that, is that a thing? Deign, deign yeah. us with their presence? It is now. It is. Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, it's, as I said, it's been a long day. Uh, this first episode, I think the main talking point has to be um, Paddy and Nico, the dancing uh, granny, who um, it came out after the show or during the show that they actually won the Spanish version of the programme uh, a few years ago. Um, now, personally, and I have said this to you, it didn't really bother me all that much that that they'd won before but I think at the same time I think people don't like to feel like they've been tricked like this was just some woman who's just walked off the street and has just you know done done really I well felt the, I, I doesn't matter if they'd have come on and they'd say, if they'd have said afterwards look we've done this talent shows before and we're mm. you know we're, but I like to think that I'm seeing these people for the first time and enjoying it for the first time and when you find out afterwards that mm. Especially They're as Simon successful. Cowell pressed his button for them, thinking they'd be boring. Yeah. I think that. And the other one as well, I suppose, is, um, what's her name? Lucy, the one, the sub story, oh. which you were. Uh, oh. Good singer, but the sub story sort of ruined it, I think. I don't think we need that much of uh... She moved to Glasgow when her parents split up when she was one. Well, no, I think she was being bullied. She never fit in, and and she only found solace through singing. I was like Gary. I was was (laughs) finding solace through singing. I have to say, until Max and Paddy, which is what we know, (laughs) until until Max and Paddy came on, um, Max and Paddy. <laughs> I was really, I was really getting a bit cynical about Britain's Got mm. Talent uh, this first episode. I didn't enjoy the the singers who uh, we spoke about who were just for mums. I think that's the boy band. band, the boy band, the operatic, the uh, I was, though. I was just get, I was getting really cynical. You, I was getting to I be like, one I didn't of those mind people. The country I dancers, and I thought the uh, the light robot people from the Ukraine were all right as well. Yeah, but I, apart them aside, I was yeah, getting aside, really. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I know what you mean, but I think I think what Britain's Got Talent has going for it is that sort of um, old-fashioned entertainment, and obviously Simon knows exactly how like programs like this should be edited together to get the sort of maximum yeah. entertainment value. But I just think, as you said, I think um, if someone has done talent shows before, I don't know why you just deceive the audience. But generally, I'm a huge, as a whole, I'm a huge hypocrite though because. I don't know what Britain's Got Talent would have to do to stop me watching because it is no. still enjoyable. But it I, is I enjoyable, find and I, I mean, I think Ant and Deck are a lot of the reason for that. You know, their asides on uh, when the camera pans to them are always great, um, and as well, just just um, in terms of the screening, I, I really enjoyed the Gingerbread Men that they they did for everyone. Morrison sponsoring Britain's Got Talent is working out well for the people who attend the press screening. <laughs> I also went okay. through a pack of I also went through a pack of wine gums during the, uh, during the screening. Um, See, this all, is yeah. the sort of scoop you don't get on I, normal podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Also, as well, I should say that um, for a room full of sort of you know cynical entertainment reporters and journalists, there was a a large ovation for uh, Nico and Max Paddy. And Paddy. When they finished. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can I just say as well, if you want some exclusive screening uh, pics, Matt has posted a picture of the mentioned gingerbread man on our Facebook. We're going to be quite rude and tell and tell you that you have to like our Facebook page before we we'll let you see it. I know that's not how it works, so you can probably just find it, but like so it. So if you message me, I'll just send it to you, you don't have to do that. Gary, don't have a poo or whatever you were doing. <laughs> okay, go. Gary, did you watch Britain's Got Talent? No, Ooh. he didn't. No, I didn't. No, sorry, I I, I gave up uh, on Britain's Got Talent last year. I think I don't know why. I just didn't like it. Well, I just asked him if he wanted to go to a twenty-four screening, and he said he's three series behind. So but that's true. Of, it's like you know, I'm still on day six. You can sort of understand why he has given up on Britain's Got Talent. Um, right. Um, and another screening you went to happens hmm. to fall next. Game of Thrones. Um, so yeah, so <coughs> have you seen the, the one that ra- is that the magic roundabout? Have you seen the YouTube video where there's a, it's just a cat doing that? No. Oh, I've got to find that. Uh, <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, I went to the screening of this. Um, held this was held at the Guildhall, and this was like a big. This was like a proper premiere of of. The, they made a big deal of this, didn't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew it was sort of a big deal when I walked in and Al Murray was in front of me. And and sitting down, I had a good 20-minute conversation with Eddie Jordan's wife, the uh, racing oh, yeah. commentator. Oh. Um, just their friends with Liam Cunningham, who plays uh, Stanith Baratheon's mate. His name escapes me at the moment. You you know who I mean, don't you? Steve. Yeah. It's... No, John. All right. <laughs> Um, so basically, um, we we um, return to uh, Westeros, um, and we've got the sort of fallout from the Red Wedding. And this, do you want to, Gary? Do you just want to talk is about it, the purple? Is it wedding? just me who well, thinks yeah. Westeros sounds like a Greek shopping centre? <laughs> own... Get your hummus here at Westeros. <laughs> yeah. Um, very quickly, uh, the beginning, the end of series. Three, as Matt quite rightly said, there was a wedding between uh, the Freys and uh, the the Starks. Or not the Starks, but the Stark the family. Court, the Stark. What were they called? The Stark Core Starks or something? No, like no, 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 no. The Car Starks. The Tullys, actually. 
Now the cast arcs were involved, but they were. But anyway, there was a wedding, and at the weddings in this 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 mythical world, you're supposed to give safe haven to guests. So even if your guests are your enemies, if they're invited to the wedding, they're supposed to be safe haven. But at this particular wedding, because it was in the middle of a war between five kings, uh, Rob Stark, who was being being called the King of the North, his wife, child, King of the North. And his mother were killed. Yes, Matt's other name, the King of the North. King of the North! Uh, were, were, were killed by uh, Roos Bolton, who was one of the other guests at the wedding. Um, so at the beginning of Series 4, we have, have another wedding. Um, and though it is not officially called so in the... Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Looks like a date, this program, isn't it? Dubbed it the red, the purple, the purple wedding. <laughs> the uh, purple wedding. Easy, easy for me to say. <laughs> uh, at this wedding, uh, King Joffrey, who everybody hates, was being married to Marjorie... Uh, Tyrell. Tyrell. Of the um, Spain. She had previously been married to Renly Baratheon, who was gay. Um, and, wasn't, um, he, wasn't he gay with her brother? Indeed, yes. Uh, Sir Loris. And um, see, this is a show where I know all the names. names. It's incredible. <laughs> and yet none of them uh, are real names. At this particular wedding, this particular wedding uh, King Joffrey was poisoned either by a glass of wine or by a pie or by some it's other the, means. It's definitely the glass of wine. It's the wine. Well, no, I think the glass of wine is a red herring. I think it's the pie. Yeah, I think it's the red herring pie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's lots of good new characters this series. The way in which Game of Thrones works is it shows you threads of sh- bits mm. that eventually come together. Characters cross over, uh, and, you, and, and your, lots. Your favourite actress has joined the cast, hasn't she? What, Luther's Miranda? Wife. Luther's wife. Oh, Luther's gay wife. Yes, she's yeah. joined the uh, <laughs> Luther's ex-gay wife. <laughs> and she's sort of gay in this, isn't she? As well, she's, she's sort of. She's a little bit. Swinging, yes, let's put it that way, uh, in this episode. Uh, the best new character, I think, is Oberon Tyrell, nicknamed the Red Viper, who seems to be very brash and is is uh, quite stirring the pot quite a lot. A very good encounter He's with, with, him with Luther's wife, isn't he? He is with uh, Luther's ex-gay wife, yes. Oh, um, I, I believe Mark Gatiss is going to be in the, in the series this, this year as well. That's right, yes. Uh, things And Bigger Dragon. Thank you on board. Right, okay, that's Game of uh, Another screen. Oh, a screening that Gary went to last year. Yeah, no, not yeah. just a screen. I think I was involved with the cast and crew. <laughs> I think I was in right. Devil this year, actually. I'm I'm gonna, you, were you one of the schoolgirls in that? <laughs> I'm going to lay my... Their face covered I'm going to lay my metaphorical cards on the table and say, I haven't seen 
any of this series. I want you to talk about it because I want you to tell me how good it is. But it's on the Sky Plus box. I, 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 I haven't been watching it on a Sunday night. I think Luke and I spoke earlier and we both felt that this is the sort of show that requires an, an intense watch. Lots of things happen. It's quite fast and you have to remember things. Mm-hmm. You have to do this in one two-hour sitting and you have to be reasonably awake to do it. You can't be fumbling around on Twitter or Facebooking while you do it. Therefore, I think Sunday night doesn't quite lend its best time to it, in my, my opinion. My family watches it on a Sunday night. I obviously watch it earlier yeah. uh, with a pad in my hand. Pad uh, time? Well, whatever you do with your spare time is fine. Lily pad? An iPad? Writing to review, oh, right. to write down I the see. notes. Joy pad? Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I've really enjoyed this series of Endeavour. Mm. I think it's again been very quality. The the last one that I watched, because I haven't watched the third one, was the oh, one, the second one, was the ghost one. Ghost one. Uh, and I thought that was excellent. An excellent merging yeah. of an old ghost story and, and Morse's tenacity to see something. the World Cup. Yeah. So uh, those, those ideas that he, he gets two completely unrelated crimes and mm. find a common link. What I liked, so I, I tell you what I liked about the first episode was the fact that Morse wasn't right in his deduction initially, was oh. he? No, that's right, yeah. He, they sort of presented him. He thought that he was sort of so above everyone else that he was just coming up with these wild theories. And I yeah. like that that they tried to do something with the character where they were saying, you know, he he is brilliant, but he's not always as brilliant as he thinks he is. And also, um, what I've liked about this series as a whole is that each episode has felt very different. I mean, the first one yeah. you had a lot going on with the, you know, the beauty pageant and the stealing of the artifacts and things like that. The second one, as you said, was very much a ghost story. This one was almost like an episode of Mr. Selfridge. There was a lot, a lot of it was set in a department store. Oh no, it's not got bloody Jeremy Piven singing no. in it, has it? No. Can I can I ask you something, <laughs> Matt? Can I ask you something, Matt? Because George gently. Uh, mm-hmm. It's set in the 60s, it's mm-hmm. an hour and a half, and you thought it was too long. Mm-hmm. Endeavour's set in the 60s, it's two hours, do you feel differently about it, yes, and why? Yes, and I don't know why. Um, well, I suppose Endeavour's only 90 minutes without the breaks. Um, so is George Gently, though, wasn't it? 90 minutes, not two hours. Yes, so that's completely um, irrelevant. I don't know, I just think... I think the... the it's a be- I think it's better paced, and, and I think the... There are lighter moments in Endeavour that there aren't in George Gently. I think um, the partnership with Roger Alam and Sean Evans is brilliant. Uh, Roger Alam really got to shine in this last episode, which focused on something that Fred did during the war. Uh, I won't go into any more detail because neither of you have seen that episode yet. Um, and I just think it is just a really well-paced. I mean, they always introduce like a new element when things are starting to lag a little bit. Um and and I think, yeah, I think that's what it is. I just think I enjoy it more. I think everything about it, you know, plays into the the latter bit of the story. So when the final reveal comes, you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's quite clever. Like Certainly that second episode, Gary, where they sort of linked everything in together, I thought was yeah. rather, rather, rather good. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm really enjoying Endeavour. You know, um, it's a shame it's only four episodes, but as we're getting, like, sort of feature length, episodes then i think it's understandable like we could do with sherlock i suppose uh okay, so i move on endeavor. to move something on else to... on sunday night on the other side uh the crimson field bbc one and again two. you're the only one of the three of us yeah. that have sat I, I, I expected that much um 
uh, as well. This, this is basically my mum watched uh, it. So I ring appealing... her and ask her what she thought. Yeah, yeah, give her a ring. Yeah, appealing to the uh, call the midwife sort of audience, I would say, with the story of three volunteer nurses during the First World War. Hi, mum. Co- Hang oh, on, yeah. uh, give him a second. You're all right. Yeah, I'm just recording a podcast. Uh, did you watch? Yeah. Watch the Crimson Field. Did you like ask it? Ask her our, ask her our, um, yeah. This just feels a bit like Psycho. <laughs> no, go on, go on, mate. Like... Wait. Oh, good. Why did she? Yeah. Why did she like it? Why? Luke, Luke wants to know why you liked her. The acting, she says, acting was pretty good. Yeah. T- she loves. Okay. She loves costume dramas. Keep <laughs> <laughs> going. She'll chip in from time to time. Go round next door and find out what Mrs. McNamara thought. Oh, that's a good point. But I'll see you later, Mum. Bye. I'll be back in a minute. Um, while Gary goes, um, we will... Uh, yeah, so it's basically three three young women who have been trained as volunteer nurses go over to uh, northern France to uh, work in a hospital near the front. Their arrival is met with scepticism by the more sort of... By me? You know, I didn't like it. You've watched some of this, haven't you? I have seen some of it, yeah. Um... By the when, when I woke up, I realised I didn't like it. <laughs> qualified members of of the um, of the hospital, uh, led by Hermione Norris's matron Carter, who's recently been promoted. Um, I I just thought I, I I watched the first two episodes of this. The first one was a lot of exposition and introducing the characters, and you know this is what to expect. But I think the second episode really showed me what the series is going to be, you know, based around the relationships. Uh, Una Chaplin's character is sort of the one who's trying to escape her past by signing up to this new, you know, becoming a nurse. Saran Jones has come into it in the, in at the end of the first episode as sort of a, a forward-thinking uh, sister. A yeah, sorry. I have a question. Um, without playing the Matt Marta card, which is I'm watching this for review mm, purposes. I am watching this for review purposes. I said uh, without. Um, what? What? Would you be watching this if you weren't? I don't know. Um, I certainly would have tried the first episode. I don't know. It's it's interesting if I would have gone to watch episode two. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm glad I did because I think episode two. And also, Rupert Graves uh, was in episode two as well, and he... Uh... Go on. Go what? on. <laughs> you got to do it. Okay, so yeah, so my review was retweeted by the Rupert Graves uh, fan club uh, on Twitter, and Gary, are you are you, th- are you back? Yeah, I'm back. She's not what in. do you think the names of the uh, <laughs> Rupert Graves fan club, what do you think they call themselves? It's a, good pun. it's a good pun. Is it something to do with dead? Grave? Sort of. Sort yeah, of. You're sort in the right of. area. No, no, go on. Yeah, no, go on. No, go, tell it's me. It's the Graves Diggers. Nice. <laughs> anyway. We should get them on this show. That's quality humour. Uh, so, yeah. So, <sighs> Crimson Field. Uh, enjoyable. Sun- it's, it's you know, traditional Sunday night drama. It's, I, I would say certainly... Um, it, it, it appealed to people who like a certain sort of genre, like a Call the Midwife. But at the same time, I mean, really well filmed. Obviously, a lot of money poured into getting it to look right, even though it's filmed in Wiltshire rather than France. Um, and some good, uh, some good acting. Should we move on to a couple of uh, comedies? Let's. I tell you what, Matt. 
Let's move on to a couple of comedies. Before okay. we do, before yep. we do, um, mm-hmm. quick break from telly. I mm-hmm. know she's not in at the moment. Is there any Mrs. McMamara news in the time we've been away? Well, she's she's due to got have one of her grandsons come and stay for Easter. Um, right. So I don't know whether she's out perhaps buying supplies for him. I don't know. But no, have, you, have looking... you hinted towards her that you've? Um... I've implicated. You haven't had an Easter egg yet. I, I've implied that my house is, is very cream egg light, <laughs> and that my favourite Easter egg is cream egg. So hopefully she's getting them. I mean, she might have gone to Sainsbury's. So though she normally gets her shopping delivered, so <laughs> so uh, you could intercept it. Indeed. How else do you think I live? <laughs> <laughs> okay, coming up, we're going to talk about Louis Theroux's LA stories, new Rob Brydon. A game show, the guest list, and the final of the voice. But Matt, two comedies. Hello, Hello. two comedies. Firstly, um, Rev, the return of the Tom Hollander. I I don't even know whether to describe this as a sitcom because it is very bleak at times. I mean, it is. There is quite a few laughs in it, but it it is one which sort of certainly straddles the comedy drama divide, in my opinion. Um, uh, this f- third series really c- centres on uh, Adam Small- Smallborn. Smallborn. Yeah, I've got a feeling yeah. that that definitely sounds right. Yeah. Uh, he he's sort of struggling to keep his church open. Uh, our favourites from getting on Joanna Scanlon and Vicky Pepperdine have joined they the were cast brilliant. As uh, two, uh, they they sort of work for the diocese, don't they? And they're trying to decide whether his church is making enough money to stay open, St Saviour's. Um, and basically, I just, I, I just really enjoy Rev. I think it's a, a great sort of character piece. There's a lot of great supporting performances. Simon Burney. It feels like it's really found its feet this mm, year. And it's mm. a shame because I think Tom Hollander has been quite clear in saying that this is it. This is the last lot yeah. you get in the league. I suppose like Olivia Coleman now, I think, doesn't want to, you know, is almost not too good for it, but... No. You know, for a BBC Two comedy drama that's on at 10 o'clock, you know, she's a big name now. And I think, um, obviously, she did pop up in the finale of uh, W1A. Yes, she did, which which was a nice touch. Having been in her presence, she doesn't Mm. seem the sort that would go, do you know who I am? I'm Olivia Or or maybe her people then, rather than her, I think. Maybe it's the Olivia Um, rights. Yes. That are doing it. Or the Coleys. Yes. The uh, the mustard the mustard heads. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, uh, you watch this as well, don't you, Luke? Yeah, I, I enjoy this again. Fell a couple of episodes behind, but yeah. I just I just think it's uh, really strong. Gary, any any any? No, I've never I've never never really got into Rev. Uh, okay, and the, the other, <laughs> moving on. The other comedy um, is the second series of the Trip to Italy, which is uh, a follow up to just the trip. Uh, with uh, Rob Bryan and Steve Coogan playing, uh, you know, uh, dra- dramatised versions of themselves. Uh, this time, doing more restaurant reviews, going around Italy, talking a lot about the romantic poets, and obviously doing impressions along the way. Either of you two watching this? I am, and I have to say, it's one of these things that you that you just. It's not rocket. It's not amazing. It's not you know setting the world alight, but it is entertaining and it's funny and it's. And it's got brilliant production values as well. I mean, the first series, 
<clears throat> I don't know if they're doing it with this series as well, but the first series definitely was made into a film in, in America. They edited yeah, it they, down they, into a they've film. They've done it. They've done it with this one as well because mm. it was because Michael uh, Winterbottom uh, directs it, and obviously yeah. being a big sort of film director, he he makes sure it all looks great. I mean, it, it's whether you can. I think there is something deeper than just them sort of doing impressions and stuff. There is something about. Certainly this series is looking at them both getting older, you know, Steve Coogan talking about how, you know, back in the day he'd be able to get a woman to smile at him at a bar and now he doesn't even try and things like that. And and Rob's thinking about being a parent and how that's, you know, affecting him. I just I just think it, it's got something more to it than just, you know, a I lot of guys. i tell you what, I prefer this series, I prefer it, because last series was surprisingly dark and mm. this series isn't. And yeah. I think that's why Yet. I prefer it more. <laughs> yeah, well, at this at this point, at least, yeah. we'll say that it's not dark. So that's uh, that's the trip to Italy. Now I might have to turn. Gary, no, the trip. No, again, not really got into <laughs> it. Sorry. Plan, or something then, Gary right? is into. Uh, Master it's Chef. food. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Do you want to? Man, you I love this show. Do you want to lead this one, Master Chef? Well, yeah, it's, this, this is the new series of Explain to me why you love it. I don't get why you would love it. Well, I, do you know what? I think it's the repetitiveness of the show that I actually like. I mean, the quarterfinals... Can you say that again? The repetitive... Oh, very good. Yeah, right. I see what you've got. Well done. <laughs> you, you got me. Classic you got comedy. Me. Oh, dear. It should be on the front of the podcast, the comedy podcast. Yeah. Uh, the simplicity of it and the and the, the familiarity of it. it. It's three days for a quarterfinal. Day one and two are eight new six. Is it six or eight? Oh, God, so Go eight on. new contestants, isn't it? Yeah. What I would say, Gary, is I don't think they need sixty people in it. All in all, I think there <sighs> there well, are some who are surplus to requirements. I think maybe at least they could do forty-eight. I don't think they need true. to do. 60. Well, mate, they, they could be, yeah, but I quite like it. I mean, as well, the the, the, the things that always make me laugh is: has Greg ever tasted a meal that John Rhodes did that he didn't like? Because it appears that every time they do the the, the the challenge where John picks a box out of the savoury and the sweet and he prepares yeah. a meal for Greg, Greg always goes, "Oh, that's great." One week I just want to go. Do you know what, John? That's rubbish. Yeah, but he never does. John, you got to try harder. <laughs> Um, yeah, could you? You're not really I, a good chef. What I do like about this series is that they're sort of celebrating the heritage of it, now it being in its 10th yes. year. And, um, they're bringing back lots the, of former winners. The, the former winners and former finalists who, you know, have all gone on to do things in the field of cookery, you know, open restaurants, yeah. shops, you know, uh, you know, private chefs and things like that, uh, writing cookbooks and things. And it just it sort of hammers home the importance of winning the competition, oh. which I always... Which I always think is a good Whoa. thing, and it's, and it's good to see, like me and you both, Gary, have probably watched this for a few <sighs> years and know the. Yeah. Oh, shut up, Luke! Let us. <laughs> is it still? Has it still got the annoying voiceover woman yeah. on it? Oh, yeah, I hate... You hate her. Oh, I hate you her like so Master much. You like MasterChef the professionals because it's Sean Pertwee does the the voiceover on that. Sean who? I don't know why he said that. Sean Pertwee introduced eight new cooks. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your show on Pertwee? No, that's the other, no. I'm doing the other ladies. So, oh, right. uh, yeah, no, really like MasterChef. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, maybe it's on a bit Mark too long. That, but... The one with the, that dude who did the mashed potato the, the pudding. In the yeah. club. And, and of course, the guy last week that decided that sausages and yeah, beans... Yeah, it's the same, the same guy. The same guy, isn't it? Was it? Yeah. Oh, that was hilarious. He did I that pudding with that. the club and, and Greg just said to John, don't put that in your mouth. Yeah. I wanted him to be bad and I was glad that he was. 
Did he remind you of Christopher Maloney? Oh my god, I'm gonna yeah. kill myself. Right, that's MasterChef. Which, how much longer is it on for? There's another, I mean, it's the fourth quarter final week, so I don't know. It, Not... There's five quarter final weeks. And three, then, four? And then yeah. they have to, you know. Seven's in the final, so yeah, another three weeks. So a long time, basically. I'd say until the start of June. Yeah. Um, Louis Theroux has been back uh, on BBC Two. So long has it been? Oh, there you are, Luke. Is... Twenty-four episodes of MasterChef. Yeah, kill me now. Uh, so long has it been since uh, we've done this podcast that we've missed all three to talk about sort of chron- chronologically. Uh, Matt, I know. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've only seen two of the three. and uh, I know one that of Gar- the three. Okay, one of the three, and Gary and I, I believe, have seen the trilogy, as it were. Uh, Louis Theroux's L.A. Stories was not a big hit ratings-wise on BBC Two, but that's not why uh, Louis makes his programmes and why the BBC show them. Um, It's going to make me sound so odd that the one I found the most fascinating was the third one, which focused on living with paedophiles. Well, I found that the most uncomfortable, but yet the most enthralling. The hour was a lot quicker than... Yeah. Than, so the the was, dog one, I suppose if we just go through them very quickly, the dog one was, was good, but again, I was scratching my head as to why he was doing it. But again, in his normal Louis style, he brought characters out. You know, the guy that, that lost his dog and was very upset, and the guy that lived his life by training up these dogs. You know, he found good characters, which is what Louis always does. But the subject matter, I was a bit confused why he was tackling it. I I didn't under I I I still enjoyed it, but again, it yeah. was a strange strange subject matter. I suppose the point was it's he's tackling things that you perhaps don't associate with Los Angeles, uh, the bright lights and sunshine and palm trees and all that and all yet all behind yeah. the scenes all this goes on. The second episode, very dark subject matter of people, um, in Cedar Sinai Hospital who live. Uh, sort of in perpetuated states after strokes or car accidents or overdoses yeah. or very dark but again very interesting and the third one as I say living with paedophiles well, no I've said this well, not before. necessarily paedophiles sex offenders I suppose sex offenders I one, should one say one of the yeah. key characters that they went to see was a woman who as a teacher had had sex with an underage student but you wouldn't necessarily class her as a paedophile no i i, I felt for her actually but and, and, and that her. was the whole thing was that actually you know she's she's been cut off from her family she can't you know go almost we can't really go i mean to me the, the thing was one of the incidents that they showed was halloween which over here isn't much of a thing but in america is huge 
Um, you've lived there, Luke. It's, it's a, mas- it's yeah. a national holiday, really, isn't it? It's quite an event. It is a massive thing. Halloween. And, and, and these people basically are effectively, and in some cases quite rightly so, locked in their houses and not allowed to go out for that night because it's seen as an event for children. I, I just find it fascinating. If you can find it, I don't feel like we should, we can talk about it in any great depth, but if you can find it on iPlayer, don't be put off by the subject matter because no, it I will think, draw again, you in. What, what, what's fantastic and what we all know about Louis Through, and, and let's face it, this podcast was almost kind of conceived to talk about the very first Louis Through subjects, wasn't it? You know, when he was doing his last... Extreme double. Love, yeah. Yeah, and this is of that same kind of uncomfortableness, but yet Louis somehow manages to stand there impassionate, asking questions like like someone who's not involved. He asked the tough questions. The incident where he went to see Jimmy after he'd been kicked out, um, was, that was, was fascinating. In that, it? in the car, in the sort of parking lot, as they yeah. call it, that was fascinating, wasn't it? And yet, here he was. Here was a guy that had lost his life, now lost his home, and yet Louis was still asking him very tough questions and making him go through a whole range of emotions. It was brilliant. Okay, so that's Louis through um, L.A. stories. You can find it on the iPlayer, possibly if you're quick. Um, and yeah. yeah, I just wonder whether he will ever tackle stories in the UK or whether he'll ever always be US-based. I would like to think he'd come over and do a couple of docs here, but whether he will, I don't know. Uh, the Voice UK final to discuss, but not before we delve into uh, Saturday Night Entertainment on BBC One. Rob Brydon hosting a brand new game show, which makes no apologies for being pretty much blankety-blank for 2014. Uh, the good thing about this is it is a celebrity-based game show with proper recognisable celebrities on it. Jennifer Saunders, Simon Callow, James Corden, Lewis Smith. And have I missed anyone else? Amelia Fox. I have. Amelia <laughs> Fox, yeah. So proper celebrities, people that you know. And it was just a good laugh. I think Rob Brydon held it together well. He's an excellent host. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, in, with anyone else, it may have fallen apart and felt a bit flimsy like and a bit wide. Steve Jones it? or... Oh, uh, mess. Okay, or... The one, one thing I would say is that you're going to need panellists who Rob Brydon can get information from. So the best things about it, off. really, yeah, yeah, was the fact that you had Rob Brydon, an effervescent host, but you, you needed a James Corden, you needed Jennifer Saunders for him to kind of bounce off. So, Simon Callow was great, I think. Oh, great. yeah. Could Did you, you enjoy this, like Gary? Did I you enjoy this? It made me laugh out loud. I was laughing out loud as it well. It makes no apologies for being a bit naff and a bit... Yeah. It, but, I mean, the competition it's got, is, it's got that know, sort of seaside smutty humour about it. Yeah. Bawdy, you know, bawdy. Bawdy, yeah. But Rob Brydon has and been given free reign. Time. Yeah, he's been given free reign to do... Um, you know, he's whatever he wants, basically within reason, and I think yeah, he does. He's allowed to go a little bit near to the mm. near to the knuckle, as they say. You know, with some of the things. But the competition was laughable, and the prize yeah. was non-existent. Yeah, I, I said this I mean, to Luke. That was the one thing that let it down was the fact that the the concept is basically that the celebrities are meant to be helping the contestants pick an answer, but the only correct answer in that first episode was one that the contestant came up with themselves. And in the final game, Rob Brydon basically gave her the answer, <laughs> which was very, which was very funny. Uh, the guest list this week includes um, who does it include this week? That's a good, David Hay, boxer David Hay. He's one of the, oh, yeah. um, David the guest listers. No, he's on the third. Larry one, Lamb. I believe. 
Larry Lamb is on this one as well, and they have great banter together. Oh, and Julian Clary is very funny on it as well. Oh, so bet, yeah. P- please watch the guest list because it is very Nobody funny. Nobody then watched uh, Amazing Grace on the other side. No. No, no one um, at all. No, it got no ratings. Uh, the voice. I'll let you talk about the voice final. G- Gary, go on. I've forgotten I'm, what happened now. Well, I'm annoyed because. Once again, on the voice, uh, we have produced nothing in comparison to uh, what will be considered the success of the X Factor. Mm. Uh, the final was long, but so had the semi final been long, but it was well put together. There was, you know, decent star performances, mm. and 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 the four finalists were worthy finalists. I think, you know, when we looked at it, you know, we don't like the format of they get three finalists each and that yeah, you have to get rid of yeah. one from each team because it doesn't mean that the four best singers... I mean, I four... thought Ricky's team was definitely the strongest. I would have liked yeah. to have seen both, I, I Chris, think... both Chris and Christina. Yeah, that's right. There should have been at least two in, from his team in the hmm. final. I think the two major things going in... I mean, obviously, I think Will I Am has kind of cut his losses. One, the swear word on the semi-final. Uh, oh, what was that? Some... I didn't hear about that. Oh, well, no, he... Um, he we're not allowed to a... swear on this podcast, are we? No, we're not. No. We have to well, think of something that rhymes with it and then say it. It's... He called somebody a big hit. Oh. Well, no, he said the song He said the song was the hit. Oh, like the git? Yes. yes. Wow. Yeah. We love to say git. I don't know, I did. We'll have to... We can't oh. publish it straight away because I've got to phone the censor. Okay. Yeah, um, make sure you make sure you get that in. Yeah. Uh, and then in the final, he did this stupid stunt where he's got one of these stupid watch phones, and he called Cheryl Cole. Uh, and you could see Emma Willis's eyes light up because she obviously could recognise who it was on the phone. The, the face, the voice was fairly un, well, very recognisable with her Geordie accent. But Emma Willis was very keen for Will I Am to exclaim that this was Cheryl yeah. Cole, yeah. and therefore uh, it ended up coming across as really clunky, and desperate, and horrible. Yeah, um, I, what I would say, and I know you're building up to this, is the fact that the winner uh, was Jermaine. And, yeah. And, I mean, the, I, I really enjoyed Jermaine's performances up to the live shows where Will I Am looks to have ruined him a bit by giving him rubbish songs to sing. Yeah. Um, and <clears> but I, what I will say is that I think he will do well as a sort of spokesman for the show. And, you, mm. you know, I think Will as he did with Leah, who was his finalist last year, will try and devote some time to, you know, getting him over as a star as much as he can. I think, I mean, but Christine, I, Christina, I think me, the is, yeah. was the favourite going in, wasn't she? Um, but I, 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 I think that she almost was a one-trick pony. The one I thought should have won, and this might shock you, is uh, Jamie. Because I thought he had... The you know the the voice and he had that sort of persona, but the sort of cheeky chappy. That's what the show's called as the well. The cheeky chappy. Well, to, to me, if the show's Robbie called Williams, the voice, Robbie Williams, should... Ollie Mersey type, you know, character. Yeah, he, he did have. To me, if the show's called the voice, they should go with the best singer, hands down. That was Christina Marie. She had the Although best. Although I like, um, to me, my favourite voice of the four though was Sally, but I didn't want Sally. No. To... I well, I, again, it's. It's like, you know, it's like last year and the year before. Again, the winner of The Voice has come out and it's not the best voice. It's not the best singer. Well, in I'm it. shocked that I thought that Sally might win because she had the story. Like the last two years, it's someone who's yeah. like Andrea, obviously, last year with her uh, condition. Uh, this year, you know, Sally 
stopped singing when her husband died to look after her kids and now wants to get back into it again. I thought she might win, but I didn't think she really wanted to win. Uh, Christina is basi- was basically the person that I thought would win, uh, should win anyway. But there you go. It was it was Jermaine, and let's just see how how well he does. He's not a bad singer though, by any means. No, not so. not a bad singer. I, I'm I'm not going to say it's that not, he's a bad singer. I think singer. of it's the just... three winners, he's definitely the strongest singer that they've had so yeah. far as a winner. But again, I don't, I don't. I don't predict that the winner of The Voice will have a number one single. Don't predict a riot. Like also, it's, it's, I, I thought it was really odd. I watched, I was probably the only one of the three of us to watch Joanna Lumley meet Will I Am, which was on BBC One on a Friday night, and made no reference to The Voice mm. whatsoever, despite The Voice being on the following day. There was no reference to the fact that Will I Am, you'd have thought they'd have picked up one of his acts or shown mm. him behind the scenes of yeah. The Voice. It was as if he had nothing to do with it. So, it's almost as if the BBC don't want to promote it. It's a really odd... Quickly, um, Gary, who's going to replace Kylie this next series? Uh, my my outside bet is Katy Perry. Okay, and I said to Luke, I'm going to stick with uh, Annie Lennox, would be mine. Uh, the other thing is I think Seal will replace Will I Am. Mm, interesting. A God, swap you, over from what, the Australian. Just a Seal. Yes, yeah. it's a seal. It's slightly it more intelligible. It would have more input. Uh, okay, so that is the Custard TV podcast. That is the Custard TV podcast. Um, all is left to do now is to run through a couple of the shows that you might want to check out on your Telebox over the course of Easter week. Uh, Easter Sunday on Channel 4, if you're not watching oh, Endeavour in the Crimson I- Field. Oh, do you not- do it, Gary. Do I'm do so sick of you. No, 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 no. This is your podcast, Luke. Ha- let, no, let's Gary. Think I can contribute. No, oh, you do it, Gary. Singing at the end. Yeah, oh, yeah you got. Yeah, actually, can you do you it? Gotta get, warm up. You got to get your jazz hands ready. That's what yeah, I was you, thinking. You go for it. Yeah, uh, go, you do this bit. I'll warm up. Ten-part U.S. drama series Fargo, based on the uh, film of the same name, starring Sherlock Martin Freeman. That starts Sunday at nine on Channel the Four. The ratings in America. Uh, last night, where FX, it's I believe, yeah, um, yes, and we I will have a rev- we will have a review of that on on Sunday night. So please watch it and give Sight. us your input. Uh, BBC Two, <laughs> could you be any more patronised? <laughs> I could try. <laughs> I sure you could. I, could. I don't know why I asked that. I know you can. Uh, um, it's BBC Two's. 50th anniversary, mm. that sounds right. Yes. Uh, and so there's going to be a lot of programmes devoted to uh, celebrating BBC Two and the impact it's had on TV in general. All About Two is the first one, and it's a documentary that's... It's not. No, it's not a doc. It's not. It's a game show yes, uh, hosted go. by Dara O'Brien, and it's All About Two. And uh, uh, Richard Osman is involved. does show it? some very interesting footage of the first night of BBC Two, which is when they had a massive power cut and couldn't show any of the programmes they wanted to on that night, which I thought was funny. I um, think that we should do a, a retrospective of BBC Two, and uh, the channel should turn off at nine o'clock like it used to. That's basically Gary saying he's up. Doesn't sound yeah. like you're warming up your jazz hands to me. Um, okay, if, you're in, if you're looking for some special Easter drama, then the BBC are going to strip across three nights a, a new period drama, Jamaica Inn, by white queen writer Emma Frost. Uh, this is based on a book. Yeah. Uh, this is based <laughs> on a book um, and things. And again, I don't by know Daphne why... Daphne Maurier, who wrote uh, Rebecca. There you go, there's a bit of... Oh my god, where did that come from? 
That was incredible. You read the Radio Times today. Okay, well done. <laughs> have you se- have you seen any of this, Matt? No, not yet. Know, no, but you will. I don't no, know why I sh- I should stop being so narrow-minded when it comes to period drama, yeah, but but I just can't. I did start stop. this and just couldn't get in. But that's not to say that uh, other people won't. That's Monday to Wednesday at nine o'clock. However, Wednesday. on Monday night, Monday to Wednesday. On at nine o'clock on BBC One, uh, ITV have a very strong uh, contender against Jamaica in though, which is the Tommy Cooper biopic from Jeff Pope. Incredible man! I don't know is how he Jeff finds. Pope? Is sure. it? I've said this now. I don't believe me. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. He's doing. What's that? He's doing Scylla. Who's written? No, it's, it's someone else because I remember reading that. that it I'm going to have to find. Yeah, I'll, I know. I'll I don't tell know you now. I said. Hang on, Simon Nye. Of, uh, oh, men behaving badly. badly. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I did. I didn't know that. My and apologies. And it's David Throwful playing John, John, Tommy Cooper, isn't it? He, he's an incredible. I've seen the trailers, and you yeah. can watch them online. Yeah. He's an incredible likeness. Wow. I can't wait to see Good it. Like I think. That. I think actually, what the, what ITV have done is is wrong scheduling wise. I think let's push Endeavour back a week and and sort of. <laughs> Prevent Vera and put this on the Sunday night. Prevent Vera. Beca- <laughs> yeah, beca- you've heard, you've heard of Occupy Wall Street. Luke starting Prevent Vera. <laughs> I I think you know as this would work well. This would have been a real treat. For, I know I know Monday's a bank holiday, but Easter Sunday that would have been a good place to put that. I thought I'm not a scheduler yet though. Um, Channel Four on Wednesday sees the return of. Ricky Gervais's comedy, Derek. I've seen the first one of these. I'm so confused by how I feel about Derek. It's com- usually I'm pretty black and white. I like something, I hate something. With Derek, I Racist. see some uh, merit in it. But uh, again, this is from my reading the Radio Times today. Um, Can you not keep that plugging he, that he um uh, he, he based a lot of it on anecdotes that his family members gave him because a lot of them are are in the caring industry and I didn't realise Well, that. he should focus more on that and not some of the awful things that happened in the first and second episode I've seen. Uh, but if you're into that, then 10 o'clock Wednesday that returns to Channel 4. Also a new comedy after it, which we don't think we're going to be talking a heck of a lot about. Game Face, that's at 10.30. And Sky Living have a brand new comedy at 9 to 9.30 on Thursday, uh, starring Chris Addison of The Thick of It and Joe Joyner of EastEnders. That's called Trying Again. Now, you've sat through... Let have a look how long oh, you've sat plug, through. Plug the Facebook quickly. Oh, no, yeah, plug the Facebook. If you want to see Matt's picture of a BGT gingerbread man then you need to get online and like the Facebook. Go to the website, www.thecustardtv.com. There's a little widget there. Mm. I don't want to blind you with, with my... Don't bl- blind you with With them. my jargon. Oh, your uh, But, yeah. But I, <laughs> I, would never, I would never dream of blinding anyone with my widget. But if you click it, you can like the Facebook page, and then you'll be able to get our post sent to you, and you'll also be able to see uh, Matt's BGT Don't forget the uh, Twitters as well. Are you doing the yeah. uh, we'll, we'll do the Twitters. I'm still on Twitter, and yet I haven't had the new Twitter come through yet for me. Oh, really? Uh, at, really? At, uh, have you got new Twitters, both of you? No. Oh, okay. Well, well, I don't the one with the notifications so that's got a bell and, and that... that. Oh no, book. not that. The one that makes your like pictures all big and looks a bit more like a Facebook. Oh page. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got that. No, I have. No, you have not. Let me see if you've got it. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm Luke at Luke Custard TV. Um, I'm, I'm just check. I'm at Matt's TV Bites. 
No, you I'm have at, not. I'm got at the, the Gary new show. Twitter. And can I just say, Gary, that we're, no Gary long, ha we're, we're no longer on Zbox. No, we're not. Because Zbox is now known as Beamly. So what? we're on Beamly. <laughs> What's that? That's that's How absolutely do you spell true. That? Beam L Y. Uh, this could be the worst rebranding in history, uh, in my opinion. Sounds uh, like the rubbish brands they come up with on The Apprentice. <coughs> Download the podcast now, from the website yeah. thecustardtv.com and now what you've been waiting for, Gary sings us out. <laughs> and now you've given me, given me, nothing but shattered dreams shattered dreams feel like I could run away run away from this empty heart bit of, bit of Johnny hates jazz <laughs> download this podcast from thecustardtv.com with the Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.